I suppose you've got some questions. To answer most of them in short, I quit the Black Room and saved you all. I'm sure you feel hurt or betrayed, or maybe you have no idea who I am and you found this tape on the street. If you did, I guess you'd be very confused. But just so we're clear, I don't owe this to you. I don't owe anyone on the outside anything anymore. My debts are paid up and then some. You sent a man into the black to disappear. And he disappeared. That's what I owe you. But as I am a generous fellow, with a rather inordinately large amount of time on his hands, I have chosen to dedicate hundreds of hours in order to deliver this to you. You can thank me in hell. I'll see you all rot with Miss Roberts. Let's go! Quick, don't let them get away! Stop! Surprise! Ida! Take him! Go! Lou, I got her! You get Hank! Yeah, don't let them take you alive, Ida. Goodbye, Petra. No, don't you! Come on, no! Stop! No! Go! Go! I'm fine. Cornish is the mole. Go! Damn it, of course he is. All right. I don't know how much help I'll be with my arm, but, but I'll do what I can. Sally, don't trust them. Lou's been compromised by David Marion. It's a trap. No, it's not. All right, worth a try. Shit, the workshop. There's gotta be one here. Give it up, Cornish. I've always hated you. You know that, right? What else is new? You were always a thorn in my ass, but not this time. This time, you can't stop me! Ah, shit! Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> I wouldn't worry. Lou? I pulled out the navigation circuit. I don't know where he went, but it's not where he thinks. <laughs> how did you... How did you get here so fast? Hold on. Stand back here with me. Cornish! Cornish! Sally? Alright, okay, I can do this, okay, okay. He took, uh, he took this one right here, the second on the left. Great, okay, now. Uh, okay, let me use this one over here, so... Turn this dial, this button, and... Huh. Quick thinking. I've picked up a few tricks since I've been at Odar. So it was Cornish, this whole time? I think there was someone else too, a woman. I, I think her name was Ida. Ida? Like my neighbor Ida? Like makes me breakfast and asks about my day. Oh my god, Ida? I need to sit down. I'm sorry, Sally. Could I have like one friend? Like one regular friend that doesn't try to kill me, or to take secrets, or secretly from the future, or just somebody that isn't fucking involved with all of this? If it's any consolation, my best friend is working for the Soviets, too. There's nothing you don't already know about for 72 hours in either direction. Over. Doable. Hey, by the way, Remind them that they still have my fleet with Mac-33s. 
Over. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. They're from the 70s. You're in 52. Over. Are you gonna tell on me? Over. I guess not, Ken. Good luck. Over and out. Jesus, he's killing Stalin in three hours and he wants to know about his records? He's people. Huh. <laughs> Seems like Odar can't keep a secret to save our life. Someone's trying to leak basically everything they know to... Well, right now I'm not sure, but I have my guesses. Namely, our friends in the East. You should see what's being requested in this document transfer. It's everything. Well, practically everything. And so now, all Anthony is gonna have to step in and save the day. So, thanks so much, Chet. Once again, running a real tight ship here. You're welcome. Now, this is an ultra-high priority request. The whole system grinds to a halt. It's immediately sent to the top of the queue to be automatically processed. Not my idea, let me tell you. They stopped using these in the early days because of how much trouble you can cause. But here we are with Esther Roberts trying to check out every file we had on the timepiece. I say Esther Roberts and you can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes. It's not from her office. It's not her usual workflow. Someone got a hold of her correspondence code. I've been seeing that pop up in a few places it shouldn't along this iteration. The first one got through, but the second request on timepiece derivatives and all of our research on butterfly syndrome and everything on those kids, I was able to stop, but only by shutting the whole thing down. Hopefully it'll only have to be for a little while, and no one on the outside will notice a thing. Working? Yeah, it's on. I had to change the battery. Is that recorder really necessary? I thought the joke was that you guys were all under insane levels of surveillance. There's got to be at least a few mics in Cornish's house. I checked the reels. I thought they were fine until I heard him have the exact same phone conversation on three separate occasions. He fed us a loop. Amateur hour. If it was me, you never would have noticed. <laughs> Good to know I can't trust any evidence you leave behind. <clears throat> you certainly can't. God, that means they could be anywhere. I know it sounds scary, but we stay vigilant. Who's we? We're untethered from an earlier Odar that could have stopped him. Soviet spies could be anywhere, lurking, scheming, Amelin almost killed Esther, and Hank Cornish was five minutes away from actually succeeding. Then Sally's next-door neighbor is somehow involved. Is everyone in Point of Exile an enemy spy? The Soviets have a timepiece, and they're free to just sow destruction wherever they want. Next, they'll frame me for racketeering. Sally gets 25 to life for tax evasion. What are we supposed to do when we can't even trust our own history? Hey, Bridget, can... Can I... You know what? It's gonna be okay. Is it? I'm gonna tell the others about what happened. Huh. They'll do something. What's the... I'm sorry, what did you say? You heard me. Are you still in contact with... Not now. Ugh. You can't just tell me that. It isn't the right time. Yeah, hey, uh, I've got something. It's a false panel in the bookshelf. Uh-huh. What's in there? It's a couple of passports. These are blueprints. This one's for the timepiece. This is the cage. There are entrance logs, memos. They've got everything. This... This can't be the only cash in here. He's got to have more secrets. Hey, Bridget. Hold on a second. Yes? 
step off this rug? Oh, okay. Ah, gotcha. Crowbar? Yep, mm-hmm. Jackpot. I'm gonna climb in to see if there's anything else in the foundation. <laughs> hmm. What, what do you have there? I'm not sure yet. It's from the Black Room, but it's not Odar. Justification for U.S. military intervention in Cuba. Top secret. I'm sorry, did you say Cuba? Ow! Hey, why go to war with Batista? He's too small a target. Yeah, but it's not about him. A lot changes between now and then. <laughs> For one, the revolution succeeds in overthrowing his regime. Good. The last thing the world needs is another dictator. And then the new Marxist government cozies up to the USSR. Well, Cuba's a strategic ally. It's a hundred miles off the coast of Florida. And that brings us to Operation Northwoods. The CIA stages a fake attack on a fake civilian plane carrying fake Americans and blames it on Cuba. Or they assassinate some Cuban expats or sink a naval ship off Guantanamo Bay. I remember the main. Whatever it takes to justify a war. Jesus, Mary Joseph. Another war with Cuba. I mean, they were just plans. Only the wildest dreams of paranoid patriots. In my timeline. So who knows what happens to us? Yeah, and if Cornish knew about this, that means the Soviets do too. What is the diplomatic response when your adversary proposes to attack an ally you don't even have yet? So it's been three days and I still don't have a good answer. Still can't talk in or out either. Not like there's a lot of people to talk to out there. Even my back channel to Sally is down. I suppose the good news is that if this goes on much longer, Chet can't send me any more haunting reminders of my past mistakes. Bad news is I've been spending my time running some predictive simulations, and with Odar's data out in the wild like that, things get worse. I'm waiting for the results to finish processing, but here's a few picks out of the early predictions. A 71% chance of severe economic downturn within 18 months. A 28% increase in the likelihood of violence against VIPs. And get this, communist insurrection in South Vietnam. The results were worse than I predicted. Odar's secrets in the hands of the Soviets would make direct conflict between NATO and Warsaw Pact forces practically inevitable. The predicted death toll is enormous, soldier and civilian alike. If I turn that transmitter back on, The packet containing all the data goes out, arrives at the specified time, there's some geopolitical turmoil, the superpowers go to war. Sure, I could restart the transmitter, maybe save a few variations on the timeline from mutually assured destruction, but you know what? Maybe Chet doesn't get to keep his fancy communications nexus when using it is going to lead to the end of the world. Director Rickman, can you sign these discharge papers for Miss Roberts? I'll be right with you, Amelia. Yes? Of course, sir. I'll send it over immediately. Yes, sir. It's been an honor. One minute. Okay, bring it here. Um, 
What? What was? And there, my last act as director. Sir. I signed my resignation letter eight minutes ago. Resignation. My position for Esther's life. That was the deal, and an agreement that I go off somewhere deep into the wilderness and never return. I couldn't let her die. Not after everything I've done. Not after everything. And the timepiece? The day I got this job, after Donovan died, a letter appeared on my desk about right here, right about where this timepiece is, and it told me how long I had here in this job, right down to the minute. 14 hours, 25. Actually, the time is 14.32. Huh? Bought myself seven minutes. An admirable gain, sir. Is it? Why? I wonder it's been the last 10 years of my life, probably the last 12 if you count off calendar. And what have I accomplished? Have I made us any better? Have I saved the world yet? I don't know, sir. That makes two of us, I suppose. I, uh... Forgive me, sir. I, I don't want to come across as selfish, or... Should I, should I start packing my desk? Can't imagine they'd want to get rid of you. You know where all the bodies are buried. Well, I don't actually. No, never mind. I do know a few. Hopefully my successor will put you to good use. You performed impeccably. Every extra second I earned is because of you. Thank you for your time, Amelia. It's really been an honor, sir. I'm not sure it was. So, it's been three months. The Black Room has been down for 12 whole weeks, and I am loving it. I don't think I've had a real vacation since I got to the Black Room. And I don't think I took one the entire time I was at Odar. I am retired, baby! I mean, the rations aren't any better, but I can finally relax, and I can probably play Tetris forever. Well, I beat Tetris. So, I've been tinkering with the Tetris cartridge, and I've completely rebuilt the randomizer to increase the number of unhelpful pieces and decrease the number of frames per row. I'm calling the new game Tony's Blocks. It'll make for a far more difficult game. Should probably keep me going for a... Well, I beat Tony's Blocks. Hmm. <gasps> what if I... Nope. Beat that too. Two years without contact from the outside. How we doing? Cracking up? Maybe a little? <laughs> Who can tell? Exercise regimen intact through what can only be a will as strong as Damascus steel. I've already burned through most of my books and media. It's not like I could just call up some new titles with a cat box. Actually, now that I think about it, Now, you see, in some other version of reality, I made requests to Odar HQ, and they put them in these boxes. But I never got the chance. Let's see what I was going to ask for. Well, we got what looks like a new oxygen recycler in this one, always handy. In here, there's some more books, that's good. A couple more Game Boy games, thank the Lord. And then we got a copy of The Stand. Didn't I already have one of those? The cover's different. Maybe it's an addition from a different timeline. And next one. Huh, there's a tiny little 
doohickey in here. I wonder what it... All right, so our final haul includes the backup oxygen recycler, the replacement record player, more books, more games, the curdled milk, can't believe I thought that would work, the suit, and this little, looks like a magnetic storage device. Let's see what's on it. Huh, it's a computer program for processing and editing audio, looks like. I asked for this, specifically this. That's an absurdly specific call to adventure. Diary of Sally Grissom, May 25th, 1953. I didn't expect Cornish to be a mole. A snake? Of course. It's not like Cornish was like, the most trustworthy person, but... The twist is never supposed to be the aggressive dick who's been responsible for like, 40% of my problems since I met him. Fucked up my arm real good, too. The blanks that Hank Cornish left behind posit even more questions. Like, they ransacked his house and, you know, found out that he was informing the Soviets and got all those documents. But nothing about what happened to the black room. I had assumed that Partridge's untimely silence was Cornish or Vasilyevich or, or Ida or something connected to the USSR, but right now it's just a big blank, like a huge open question mark. There's a, there's a pretty grim option here. And I don't want to think about it, but I've got to seriously consider the possibility that Partridge is dead. I mean, if you look at it from any other vantage point than the weird one that I've got, then yes, he dies on October 28th, 1943. I, I know that there's some death gas alarm failsafe somewhere, but, but what if it broke? What if the Soviets disabled the black room some other way? I mean, there could have been a, a fight or something in there, and I'd never know. And I'd be really mad that Partridge would let me miss something so cool. Also, you know, he's gone. He's gone, and, and he's never coming back, and I'll never know why. And that sucks. I mean, I don't... I don't think I deserve something or whatever, but I, I just assumed like, he'd be there. Forever. He wasn't here, but, but he was safe, and, and I'll never get to know. Um, fortunately, with real, uh, verifiable Soviet agents on our hands, there was more than enough evidence to exonerate Esther. I mean, of course, it's never that easy. They have deep hooks in her, but, but she's coming back, and that's the important part. I guess I've lost one dear friend and saved another. One second. Petra? What do you want? Hey, I, uh, um, I got a package that I think is for you. What does that mean? It's a long story. I'll tell you about it some other time. Um, most of them are encrypted. I haven't cracked it yet. But I think you'll want to listen to this one. I've been busy. Back at Odar, when I worked for the Predictive Mechanics Department, I thought that we were going to be able to peer into the future as simply as a spyglass with little more than a spreadsheet. 
course, my hopes of perfect clairvoyance were dashed after Sally appeared over there, but I've had a lot of time since then to think and work. And with the reconstructed social political heuristics, there's a standard 50 to 60 point improvement in accuracy across the board for timeline mutations A through G. And despite the abnormal agricultural stochasticity in mutation H, I was able to get 198 points. Professional best, if I say so myself. Of course, when you combine it with the pattern weighting method I outlined earlier in this tape, you'll see that the results are even more. The point is, I now have a toolbox where I could craft what comes next. Everything that comes next, actually. I'm targeting a timeline. Your timeline. If I've done my job right, which I know I have. One where my legacy survives. If you're listening to this, then... You've made it to the end. Well, an end. My end. I thought you'd never show up. Paperwork issue. I'm all sorted. Sally's in the car. Hi, Robert. I don't think they ever planned on letting you out. I know, and I won't soon forget. But here I am now, a free woman. As free as we can ever be. Eddie, come here. I missed you. Got Roberts out of jail! Woo! Alright, who wants ice cream? You know, I was hoping for whiskey, but now that you say it out loud, yes, that is exactly what I want. <laughs> Can I scream? <laughs> Can I scream for ice cream? Scream as loud as you want, for as long as you want, you're going home. Woo! <laughs> the archive. Just about every single tape that's crossed my desk from 1943 to 1993. I've got discarded pasts, unrealized futures, and messy presents. It's almost done, actually. All I have to do is finish this recording. I'm sorry if this wasn't what you expected. I'm sorry if you wanted more answers. I didn't want to be put in this position. But if this is the grenade I must jump on, so be it. I've been a dead man walking since I got in here. I can take this last one for the team. My team. If you're wondering why the Black Room stopped working, it was because of treason and a software bug. I saved the world, and nobody will ever know. Well, you will, because you heard it. Anyway, this is my last communication. Once I send out the archive, my little corner of nowhere has no way of contacting out. I've accepted my fate. I hope you can, too. At least I'll die in a suit. <laughs> oh, and Sally? Sally Grissom. If you end up hearing this, somehow, thanks for sticking by me. Even at my lowest point, you stayed. You made me believe that Maybe someone could do some good with this.
I think there are worse people who could have invented time travel. I'm glad it was you. I've always hated you. You know that, right? What else is new? You were always a thorn in my ass, but not this time. This time, you can't stop me! What? Ars Paradoxica, Episode 28, Adversary, written by Daniel Manning, with Misha Stanton, Eli Barraza, Julian Mundy, Danielle Shemaya, and Tozaman, directed and produced by Misha Stanton, featuring Kristen DiMercurio as Sally Grissom, Katie Speed as Esther Roberts, Leah Peros as Petra, L. Jeffrey Moore as Lou Gaines, Preston Allen as Bridget Chambers, Ren Beeler as Chet Wickman, Dan Anderson as Hank Cornish, and Robin Gabrielli as Anthony Partridge, as well as Maximilian Defoe as Ida and Isabel Atkinson as Amelia. Production help from Dennis Connors and Brandon Grugel. Original music by Misha Stanton and by Eno Friedman Broadman. You can hear more at enoofficial.com or at enomusic.bandcamp.com. Come find us wherever we are on the internet. Our website, arsparadoxica.com, where you can find episode transcripts or grab merchandise at our store. You can also reach us anytime on your social medium of choice at arsparadoxica or at our email, arsparadoxica at gmail.com. Ars Paradoxica is made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy what we've done here, consider leaving us a nice review. And if you can pitch in anything to help us keep the lights on, go to patreon.com slash arsparadoxica and pledge to support us monthly. And finally, Ars Paradoxica is brought to you by the internet. Hack the planet. Hack the planet.
four, seven, twenty one. The weather in Memphis today is sweltering. At the tone, the time will be sixty six hundred hours.